we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. What is your laughing about Your today? energy. I don't know what. It just cracks me up sometimes. What? I've got great energy. I No, I, I, I think it is great. I just, it just, it, I don't know. A little, it was a little... I'm Ryan Seacrest, and this is American Idol. Okay, well, that's the biggest <laughs> compliment you could have I, ever given me. As I was saying, I was like, this is not the analogy <laughs> that I wanted to say. Well, thank you. Because I know that you uh, I don't see yourself want- a Seacrest. I always wanted to be Ryan Seacrest when I grew up. I actually ran into him when I was working for a patty for Millionaire Matchmaker. We were filming at Soho House. We were upstairs, and I walked in the same hallway as him as he was leaving the bathroom as I was going into the bathroom. And I was about like an inch or two taller than him. So I was like, I could do this job. Yeah, I, exactly. You don't want to be Ryan. You want to be Eddie. You don't be I the, am Eddie Estrada. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Estrada is way, a way better name than Ryan Seacrest. Well, yeah, the alliteration alone is The alliteration amazing. is where it's at. Like, let's be real. So I don't know about you, but this week for me was one of the more exciting weeks of Bravo that we've had in, I don't know, the last couple of weeks. I think with the ends of, you know, Dallas and Summer House, I'm so excited about Beverly Hills and Shaw's and we have the reunion of New Jersey. I feel like the shows were on fire this week. Oh, they were more than on fire. They were amazing, incredible. I I feel like this lineup is more the lineup I've been waiting for than like what we had this summer. Because, I agree. Yeah, Atlanta was good. Dallas was a snoozer. Jersey was okay. I mean, it was fun, but I'm, I'm more excited for this reunion. Married to Medicine's really not giving it to me, and we still have to sit through that. But this, uh, but with Married to Med, I will say, and I'll get to it uh, in a few, but this was the more exciting episodes that we've seen yes. this season. I agree. It, again, it reaffirms my thought that Quad and Mariah need to return. I think it's just a stronger show with them. I still don't think we get anything with Carrie and Lisa Nicole. Again, I'll, I'll wait, because I know we're going to get to it later, but... It was one of the more exciting episodes that we've seen this season. It was. I, speaking of shows and new lineups, first of all, there was a show that was just announced right before I showed you the thing that we're going to talk about, but they're doing Top Chef Amateurs, where it's amateur chefs are going to be linked up with Top Chef alums, and they're going to be competing for a prize, which I think is such a fun idea. Oh, that is fun. I like that a a lot. I think that will be a great show. I think that will be really good. And by the way, y'all... So per the suggestion of our lovely ladies from Not Safe for Your Boyfriend, Missy and Monzi, we decided to take a dive, literally and figuratively, into Below Deck. And we are starting with the current season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And y'all, we're hooked. We think we might start talking about it on the pod. We haven't decided just yet. We don't know we don't know everyone's names very well just yet, but what we're seeing so far in the most recent episodes is just fabulous it was wild we watched the episode where they crashed the boat yeah the, the boat crashed <laughs> and then we had erica from freaking the bachelor and bachelor pad pop up being the most annoying guest with her friend bianca who i wanted to punch in the face the group of ladies the the charter guests on this particular boat ride are fucking nuts 
there's also STDs between JL and Diana. We're hooked. Like, needless to say, we're, we're ready to keep watching. I, I couldn't get enough. So let it. us know if you want us to include this in our Bravo brief every week. <laughs> but I think we're going to add it. Okay, I guess we are. We have no idea what we're talking about, but we no, we we don't. We're gonna we're we're uncharted territory, Thank- uncharted waters. Thankfully, if you guys checked out yesterday, we had an episode of someone who does know everything about Bravo, and oh. that was Moni from Mixing with Moni, which was a great Bravo buddies she episode. Is amazing, I love her. I loved her before. I love her even more now. She brought such insight to so many things. She has an insane. Bravo brain. Knowledge, yeah. Her, the, her knowledge, her cup runneth over with knowledge. And if you haven't listened to it yet, y'all, uh, came out yesterday or came out today. It came out today. It came out today. We're recording today, but if you're listening to this now, it came out yesterday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She was amazing. She dropped bombs that I never even thought of. Had a great answer to the Bravo Bestie question. Yes. She gave some some tea about OC as well. Which I was very surprised about and it's it she changed my perspective on a lot of things. Yes. It was a really really great episode. She's a great guest. We were honored to have very her. Very honored. Like she is a busy busy lady and it was I felt very lucky and grateful that she took I mean, uh, time out of her does busy this schedule. make us does this make us bitch us? Does this make us Casey Rose Wilson and Danielle Schneider? I think it does. I think it brings us Who's closer. the Casey? Who's the Danielle? I already know the answer. You're Casey and I'm Danielle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I was red. like I'm Casey and you're Danielle. Time for red towel talk. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Oh yeah, so go ahead and tell everyone what we just watched the trailer for Vanderpump Dogs coming June 9th to Peacock. Okay. Okay, everyone. Okay. I love Lisa Vanderpump. Don't get me wrong. I didn't love how she left the housewives, but I've always loved her. I want her to come back. I thought Vanderpump Rules was a soft place for her to land, but this feels very desperate to me. I don't know how much of a show, like I even thought that the competition series with what's her face uh, for, uh, with rebel Wilson, the, the, the dog competition grooming show. Yeah. That's so, like, it's supposed to be like hot, uh, hot dog. Uh, you're calling it a knockoff of, I mean, I, I, I no. Well, that competition series I thought was a little bit of a knockoff. It was. Yeah. I thought even that was a little bit of a stretch for her. Like, do you really need to be on TV? I think overserved is a, is a better place for her to be, even though I, having watched Overserved, I'm not the biggest fan of it either. But to do this, just a straight reality show with adopting and grooming and sending these dogs off, I think it's just a stretch. I think it's really, I don't think she needs to be so thirsty. I don't know. What do you think? I, yeah, I mean. I love her. I say this with love. I say, I think this is beneath her. I mean, she, you know, I think she's trying to get her coin where she can. She's not getting the income from Beverly Hills anymore. She's not getting the income from Villa Blanca because that place is shuttered and gone. Well, and granted, the restaurants have been dark for a year. And Ken isn't really, I mean, I, God knows what Ken's doing. Uh, Love him, but Jesus. Sleeping. Sleeping. It could be a weekend at Bernie's situation. We don't even know it. <laughs> and I say that with love. <laughs> but I just don't think we need to see. I think that Vanderpump Dogs in and of itself is wonderful. And I, if I, you know, I'm headed back to New York at some point this year, but if I ever come back to LA, that's probably where I'll go. If I don't go to a shelter, I'll go to Vanderpump Dogs to get my dog. But well, Vanderpump Dogs is a shelter. Well, then see, there you go. Done. Technically. I but think. I think that's all you don't need to make a show out of it. I, it feels a little exploitive. Okay. Well, 
I mean, I, you, I, I mean, I'm, we're going to watch. We're going to, I mean, we're going to watch. I'm, I mean, you know me. I'm not the biggest fan of Lisa Vanderpump personally. I know. I know. I'm not an, well, okay. Everyone knows this. I'm a fan of Lisa Vanderpump. I'm not a fan of LVP. So if this, and this feels Fair. very, and this feels very LVP. I agree. She's doing the sex in new windows. She's trying to be like, oh, you are like my husband. It's a dog. Blah, blah, Which actually, blah. that was pretty funny. It, that part did make me laugh. But it's, it's very the character of LVP as opposed to Lisa Vanderpump. And I want to see Lisa Vanderpump. I don't want to see LVP. That is fair. And I agree with that assessment a lot. I do. I agree with that. Thank you. Um, and we're going to try to finish the big shot with Bethany. We're a couple episodes behind. Rooting for DJ Rose. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I will murder you. She literally is on the same level as like Kristen Doty and Hannah Burner for me. I am excited to finish it up. I just want to see, because the first episode was sort of a disappointment. It got much better in the following two episodes. Yeah. I believe there are three more. The finale just came out. So we'll watch that. And we'll just give you our final thoughts on that next week, probably. But watching the kind of talent that was on this show, I 100% could have been on this show. And it makes me so mad. I think that there'll probably be another season. I think you should go for it. If there is, we'll do your application. We'll get you in there. I think that you probably would. Who is the beautiful black guy on it? Who who got a job in like the third episode? I can't remember. We It's been like days yeah, since we watched it. Yeah, it's been a long it. time since. We're, we've been, guys, we've been watching so much. Underground Railroad on Amazon. Highly recommend. Oh my gosh. Hacks on yes. HBO. Highly recommend. Like we're, we're kind of, you know, knee deep in Mary right East Town nevers. We Mary East Town. Oh my God. That episode to, this last we week. We need was... to start a whole other podcast where we talk about everything that we watch because we watch so much more than just Bravo. Exactly. Y'all. But so we're a little behind, but I think that I love that guy. And I thought that you would be like him where you would either win or, or she'd still hire, you. hire me. Yes. That's what I was saying. I was like, I could, but also she gives me very Patty Stinger vibes when the way she works and the way she treats like everyone at work. And see, that's why I and I just have a want... little bit of PTSD, right? But you also said on not safe for your boyfriend that you would return to that. So well, yeah. If you're I going w- to, I I would say go with Bethany. Bethany before. Well, yes, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, there's a lot more longevity with Bethany. Yeah, but in, with that said, I would just like to see Bethany on a show about her life. I don't. Maybe there's not enough going on. Well, she just got engaged. She's showing. Bryn is like all over social media now. She's got the podcast. She's evidently got. Lots of projects with the maybe, collagen and the shots. Well, and Dorinda also was sort of making cameos on this Big Shot show. So maybe they'll make she's a whole be, nother. She's going to be on again. I think she's like basically like one of the competition. A guest, maybe a guest host or a guest uh, judge. Guest judge. I Maybe Bethany can create another reality show around New York women that is they're not technically quote unquote housewives. Maybe okay. Like power brokers, New York. And it's it's her and other women like her who are trying to make it in business. I don't know. I don't know. I think Big Shot, if she could continue, I think, they, again, they should change the mold of the show to be more Bethany's picking someone to give money to, like all of RuPaul's Drag Race, except it's she's just picking someone to launch their own brand. That's what you thought the show was. Yeah. I didn't think that she would need someone to run her, a part of her business, let alone these random 20 somethings well no, those of, people are all 30 well except for what's her face the mom oh she's like 50 something right in her yeah she's gotta be in her early 50s god i hope that we're right <laughs> if, i think we are mm, if we aren't we are so sorry hey, i think that woman could win the whole thing 
She's not my pick to win, but I think she could win it because she did really well in the last episode that we watched. Yeah. Well, anyway, to- I'm so sorry. We've gone on a huge yeah, tangent. We're, but we're way off. It's it's bravo, it's bravo adjacent. It's all Bravo adjacent. We know you guys are watching that too. But I know everyone's itching to hear about the Be- new shows this week, Beverly Hills and, and Shaw. So should we start with that? Le- yeah, let's start with Beverly Hills because I loved Beverly Hills. I thought it was great. I thought they came out swinging. I'm excited to see where Chris, Crystal, right? Crystal. I'm excited to, first of all, gorgeous. Second of all, way to marry the creator of Lion King, girl. Right? High five to you. I'm excited to see where she goes. I just like when the women come out guns blazing. And granted, they didn't, usually we get an edit of, of her past that's just her. It felt like it was her through the eyes of Lisa and Kyle who were coming to meet her. Usually we get like a package that's like, I'm Crystal and I'm, I'm, 30 something and I'm from Chappaqua, New York. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making shit she's up. She's from Ventura. She's from Northridge. Northridge. Yeah. North. Uh, exactly. Northridge. But I just wanted more of her point of view as being new. And we got some takes from her that I thought were funny. And I think that she is going to do great, but I, I just, I wanted it all at the beginning. So we'll see what happens with her. I'm excited for her. I think she'll do well. I think they needed to set up the exposition of the quarantine and where everyone was. I think that was a little bit more important than introducing Crystal just yet. I'm sure we'll get some more of her and her home life and all of that. Uh-huh. And a package maybe next episode or the episode after. Maybe they're going to ease us into her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. With that said, I'm so glad you brought this up. I wish that the women, specifically Dorit, and Erica a little bit. I wish that they had been more nuanced in how they talked about COVID. Because Doree just, and this I'm sure is true, but Doree just sort of was like, this year was actually great for me. Or it was, you know, really not that hard. I really didn't have a problem. Yes. I think all of us could assume that none of you on the show a hard have year. had a, that hard of a year. It sounds like most of you just missed your kids or were overwhelmed by having your kids at home, which is totally valid. But it seems like for the most part, if we're going to match up your lives with the rest of the world, that you all had a pretty good go of it. Fine. But I wish, since that's the case, that there was a little more, I'm so grateful. Mm. I'm so lucky. Mm. I'm so relieved that I had all of these things or that I was able to do this or I kept saying because of this, you know, we, at the end of the episode, we got into Erica's mental health struggles, which I appreciated as well. But for Dorit just to be like, I had a great time. I was able to hire a private tutor and my kids were, are really super great and easy and I can do work from home. It's like, okay, thank you. But I don't know. It just, it was a little, little tone deaf. Okay. I get what you're saying. And I agree in some sense, but at the same time, at least they're acknowledging COVID. It's not Jersey. Uh, hell, I will agree with it's that. It's not Dallas. I will completely like where, agree where with COVID that. didn't exist for an entire season. Yeah. Kyle um, has a new nose, which yes. I think, I think it looks great. I think she literally does look 10 years younger. I'm very excited to see the Halloween sequel that she's going to be in coming out. I Me loved when they had too. I love how they had a little tie in too of like Jamie Lee Curtis and I was like yeah. Kyle's friend because I love myself some JLC. I am obsessed with her. But I, the the nose thing also bothered me though. I don't know if you noticed, but when they were showing her getting it done, like they had the tool scraping the inside of her nose. Oh, see, I, I thought that they were putting like a piece of bone back into oh, the nose. Oh, so something was going in I her don't nose. know. It, whatever it was, I, I almost fainted. It freaked me out. I, I do not watch Botched. 
for that specific reason, I can't, I could literally watch something like Halloween and watch people get like slashed and murdered. No problem. I'm like, eyes do not turn from the screen. Well, Cause you, you know, it's me, fake. It's, exactly. It's, it's theatrical. You show me some plastic surgery. <laughs> no. I shudder no. to death. I thought it was, well, it made me nervous when Sutton said that she was renting Kyle's property but it's because she sold her seven million dollar home for a five million dollar home she's and downgrading is getting yeah and she's downsizing and renovating because i was like oh no sudden what happened again no problem with renting okay but for but, someone who toted her wealth and her wellness and her flashy you know couture i got nervous as to oh god what's happened to you and your life also kyle giving her the friend and family discount dropping from 25k <gasps> to 20k kyle you don't need the money give her half off I mean, I would, I mean, it's a big house. You can't give someone like a like house like that for $10,000. No, but like 13, 14, 15 grand. I think that's fine. I don't know. I can, Sutton can afford it or Sutton's husband can afford it, but it's like, ex-husband. I think she's getting divorced. <gasps> oh, I think that, that was why? part of the reason. That's why she wasn't a housewife last season was because he, he blocked her. Right. Well, so that is why. Okay. Well, maybe we'll get into more of that then this season with Sutton, because I'm not thrilled that she's a full-timer. I hope that she brings some spiciness and some flavor and some fun in terms of being the villain this season. I'm pegging her for the villain edit. Oh yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. She's a hundred percent going to be the villain, but it also seems like Garcelle's stirring the pot a lot this season. She's coming for Lisa. She's coming for Kyle. She's best friends with Sutton. And I just see her kind of sticking her, Hands in all of the drama this season. I and think I think she's kind of gunning for maybe the Queen Bee spot. Maybe she wants to be that Lisa Vanderpump who has her hands in everything. Yeah. Moni said this, that she thinks Garcelle is coming correct for season two. Like she's, yeah. the, she's gone through the ropes once and now she is ready to really play the game, which I'm all for. I totally get why she and Kyle have some stuff to work out. Yes. And I'm glad that we're going to see that as soon as next week. Yes. The Rena thing... I, I get her being a little put off by Rinna because she's friends with Denise, but to be really mad at her and really feel betrayed, it felt a little much when Garcelle was not the object of the drama last year. It seemed very forced. Yeah. And I was like, why is Lisa? I mean, Lisa, I guess needs to apologize for what she did last season in some sense, because she betrayed one of someone she called her best friend and maybe pushed it too far. Yes. Made a mountain out of a molehill. But I feel like she should be giving this apology to Denise (laughs) and not to Garcelle. But I also got when they were flashing back. I also was like, but I get it. I also kind of get where Ren is coming from. And I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest Renna fan. I do like her, but I'm not like a diehard Renna stan. I though understand if my friend was telling me one thing and then I was getting concrete evidence of the exact opposite and we're on national TV, I would probably overreact a little Ooh, bit. You look so mad. Oh, I, you're so I'm so mad. glad they reminded us about that. Cause I was fucking great. so good. So again, Garcelle is fabulous. She doesn't need to do that. You know? Yeah. She doesn't I, need to mix it up like that. I say, yes, go and get in it with Kyle. You ask that guys have some shit to sort, but I would leave the Rena stuff alone for now. For now. I did love Garcelle's fish though. The Dorit is the gorgeous flashy fish with all the whatever. And she's like, and the regular goldfish is Kyle because she's oh ordinary. God, that like Garcelle, just keep doing that. Just keep giving us the shade. I hate that. They always call these like, 
parties between them, barbecues, when they're all dressed to the nine. We've only ever had one barbecue. It was you the had one pigs time. in a blanket. Yeah. And people didn't really go for it. So quit calling it a barbecue. Like a, a backyard hang. Yes. <laughs> it's a backyard hang, not a not a barbecue. No. And I thought I I, I understood why they all kind of went overboard with the dress code because they haven't been able to go out and be fashionable. And I'm like, I was sort of torn there. I loved a lot of the looks, but then I also was like, but how old are you? I just, Erica Jane, like, but she looked cute. She looked really great. But though. that was, That's the that thing was, is, I was Kendall torn. I was like, you look amazing. I love it. But you're also pushing 50. <laughs> I don't, I mean, you would never know. You would think she's in her thirties, but like, I just don't think that that's your look. I kind of wanted her to do like a Chicago the musical homage. <laughs> She's hung up on Chicago. It really has affected her not okay, being able to finish I, the I gotta show. say, I almost got emotional listening to her because I was like, if it were me, and I finally made it to Broadway, and granted, she only had two weeks. She only had two weeks left. I'm not being a complete total fucking fool right now, but if it, it were me, and I finally got to my dream of being on Broadway, and it got cut short, and I wasn't probably gonna go back. And my husband didn't fucking make it to see me in it. And then I was at home alone with nothing. And I, and of course we know what's really going on in her head and what's really percolating in there. The audience technically doesn't yet, or neither did the ladies, but I would be fucked up too by it. I really would. And so I, I really felt for her. <laughs> you are so embarrassing. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just really no, miss I, Broadway. And I, it's all just, I'm projecting. God, you have to bring up Broadway every single time we're on the podcast now. We get it, Broadway. I am a homo, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Dorit, I, I also am loving Dorit and like that she's so... She, I thought she looked really good, but I loved when her kids were like, you don't look that good, mommy. Like, why are you wearing a robe? Like, Humble why did you wear thing. that? It's like, if Kyle's not going to yell at you for getting glammed up, then your kids are going to call Although you out. when she was talking to Garcelle, I think it was, with no makeup on, she looked phenomenal. Yes. I thought she looked great. And it was, it was a little jarring because they kept cutting between her talking to Garcelle and then her interview look where she has quite a bit of makeup on. And I want, I hope she saw that. I hope that she could see that she's stunning without makeup and that less is more. She doesn't need to, you she know, doesn't need to do the whole, no, she is a and 10 and she can just, well, after all 10. that plastic surgery, I have a hope yeah. she is PK. Who? Oh no, go for it. PK, I would what? just want to say PK when he, Oh, you mean the ghost of Christmas past? No. <laughs> Wallace Shawn from clueless. <gasps> he played Dr. Mr. Wendell Hall. Remember the teacher from clueless. I was like, Mr. Hall, Mr. Hall. I literally was like, inconceivable <laughs> that's not VK. it blew my mind he looked so old he did he looked covid or this la- this last year with his family has really um withered him yes i'm really excited for this season i think it's gonna be really great i think that garcelle and rena are gonna get into it i think i have a feeling kyle and garcelle are gonna make up pretty quick well i mean they're gonna have to because kathy hilton thought that garcelle <gasps> was kyle oh <laughs> my god and everyone was like are you drunk are your eyes okay like she's what's like wrong i don't wear contacts because i'm afraid of putting them in why did she not get a diamond okay i'm sorry how is she not a full time she will have it she will have it next season i was dying at the story of her like doing fake dental procedures to the kids in the like, neighborhood what the fuck <laughs> she's a circus act well, i i'm so thrilled she's with us 
Dorit. She called her Dorit. She's like, Dorit, like, you know, you know these people. <laughs> I love Kyle. Just like, sis, sis. It's so bad. This it's so brand funny. of crazy, I think, is good for the show. Whereas I think Kim's was a little too real. Too close. Us. I mean, I'm always going to miss Kim Richards because I love Kim Richards, even in her madness. Bravo posted a clip that I that I, I posted a, a, on the old Hot and Bravo Instagram. It was the video of Kim Richards making the chicken salad before the oh, prom. Right, 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 she's, right, like, right. she's like, I need to, need to put walnuts in it. And she's making the salad for no one. She's literally making it for this prom party that's not going to happen at her house. It's, it's, it's production, you know? I, I love it. I'm excited for them to go to Lake Tahoe next week. Yes, I, let's get right into a trip. Thank you. Just jump right in. And I think this is the perfect trip to take during COVID. I mean, a lot of people did it. I know so many friends and family. I think my brother even went up to well, Tahoe. Well, they don't have to fly. To they can drive. You can stay in a cabin by yourself with yep. the people that you're potted and quarantined with. Yep. And I'm just so excited to see it. And I, you know, I'm not, I've been to Tahoe before, but. I feel like it's getting closer to home to like my home area because I'm from the Bay Area and like I don't know. It just feels really cool that these ladies are traveling not to like Greece or you know Istanbul. They're going to I don't think they've ever been to Istanbul. I don't know why I pulled that out from <laughs> hey, because it's if they haven't gone yet they're, they're going, going to, to at some point. But I love that it's Lake Tahoe. I agree and it's attainable. I, I thought the editing with regards to Erica was so good. Like the scenes with her and Mikey. And then at the end, when she was talking about what she went through and just going throughout the house and, you know, super cutting it with shots of her and Tom. I, lo- I love how they're setting this. Oh, up. oh yes. They are getting her prepared to a f- have a fall from grace. And I like that they did like the trailer before the episode two to kind of get us ready and a taste of like what's going to happen. And then they jumped into the episode because yeah. it's like, even if you didn't know the story that's going on, you know, something is going to go down with Erica. Yeah. And it's big. And half well, and the I'm ladies excited. don't believe it. I, but I, I, okay, I'm, I've, I've n- I have not jumped the Erica Jane ship yet. Even with all this news about her and Tom, I'm like, I need to hear her side of the story. I need to, I'm holding out hope that she really didn't know anything and that she's innocent and that we, I just, I'm going to just really hold out for her. I love her. Okay. This, this first episode really reminded me how much I love okay. her. We're going to have to I see. know. I know. You heard it here first. I mean, I, I'll probably have to eat my words in a couple of weeks, but we'll see. I am kind of on the Grisel camp where I don't know if I buy. I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's where I'm. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I want to hear more about Army Hammer and her like alleged escapades with him and like her texts to him because they were neighbors. I thought that was the extent of it. That they were neighbors and they that's, that was it. Well, there was some like stories that she was like doing some S&M stuff with him. But no, like, I don't know. Okay. I think that's a stretch. I think that's like wishful thinking from people because like they just live near each other. So like, why wouldn't they do it? I mean, I think it's a little, they live near each other. Why wouldn't they do it? They, okay. <laughs> thank you. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Let's move to Shaw's because everyone seems to be living next to each other in Shaw's now. And Shaw's of Sunset was amazing. Editing again. Thank you. Bravo editors. The editing of this episode was phenomenal. Uh, hilarious heartwarming. It was so good to see everybody. Yes. This, I forgot how much I missed the Shaw's cast and everyone in the Shaw's cast is a star. They can each hold the show on their own. Maybe not Nima, but the rest of them. Yes. I, you know how I feel about Nima in my F Mary kill. It was Mary Reza F Mike (laughs) and kill Nima. And I still think you're wrong about that. I still think I'm right. But 
Um, look at Reza's new house he just did. It looks freaking amazing. I will say, like, yeah, let's start with that. Like, Reza seems like he and his husband are doing better. They both look good. Like, yeah. they've been taking care of themselves. They have been. They've been eating a lot of pie. A lot, or mean, well, just no. making it. They don't need it. Yeah, well, he doesn't need it because he's, I think he's vegan. They seem like they're doing much better. They seem like they've come a long way from the you've had a million abortions comment that he made at the pool party. It's hilarious that destiny lives across the street. She looks so wild in one of her confessionals. Like she's, she is also all of them have colored contacts in for their confessionals. And I don't know what this trend is of colored contacts. Yeah. And they've all done a little nip and tuck. Yes. Which I have to say for the most part, with the exception of Nima, I think he needs to cool it on the Botox and the fillers, but they all look pretty good. They've no, done they just do. the right amount. No, everyone looks amazing. I mean, let's talk about MJ. MJ looks freaking phenomenal. phenomenal. You would never know that she had a child. No, she's, she's like a literal Barbie doll. I love her so much. Vanessa, she's my favorite cast member has been, uh, always will be. I think I was dying. Well, let's just get into the drama. Cause really the drama of this episode. Well, there's two things. It's the MJ, and Reza's situation, which they try to come to terms with. But I want to talk about the mic thing first. Because Please, let's dive into that real quick. Because I was dying when <laughs> Gigi was like, yeah, and Paulina kept texting me about the text messages. And I was like, girl, I am eating my pie. You do not <laughs> interrupt me when I'm eating my pie. I love that. She was just like, I don't want to deal with your bullshit. And please don't text me when I'm trying to eat my pie. You can't write this shit. No, you can't. And I loved how when they were reading the text messages, they all played a character in the Mike's text messages with his side chick. And they, it was like, I think it was Reza and Destiny who played like the different roles where I think Reza was the side chick and Destiny was Mike. It was killing me. It was like, are you a boobs or an, are boobs or an ass guy? I like, just, I feel so bad for Paulina slash Jessica slash Paulina. No, we call um, her the Persian Lady Gaga. Talk about Stephanie Germanata. Oh my God. No. <laughs> More like no. Stephanie Persian mama. Oh my God. I, I was really hoping you were going to forget about that joke, but I, it's your best one. So I, I made guess. this joke while we were watching it. Cause we were, we were talking about how she literally looks like Lady Gaga. She does. If you guys look at Paulina and Matt, like look at her thinking of Lady Gaga, you guys will be shook how much they, their, their, their sisters lot like separated at birth. So instead of saying Stephanie Germanata, I was saying more like Stephanie Persian mama. And he said it like four times, three or four <laughs> times. Cause it wasn't funny enough the first time. I, I really had to make it sink in. But anyway, Paulina slash Jessica slash Paulina. I feel really, really bad for her because Mike hasn't changed. He's been doing this. It sounds like he's been doing this quite a bit since they've been together. Oh, 100%. He's been caught red-handed again. The, in 2021, technological excuses like, oh, my iCloud got hacked and passwords were changed. And that shit just doesn't fucking That is fly. a straight-up lie. It is embarrassing. And it's embarrassing to watch someone just dig their heels in and lie so brazenly. Yeah, he was talking to Tommy. He's like, what did I do wrong? Why is she mad? And I don't really get gonna, it. I'm sorry, but Tommy, like, that fucking... Dude, you're going to run your ideas by him. I'm I'm sorry. The guy who has the temper tantrum of a five-year-old and has to fucking stop every five fucking minutes to talk about what he's grateful for to get his te- blood pressure down. Give me a break. You think he's going to have some like Buddhist, like other level insight on this fucking shit? No. Mike is a gaslighter. Woo! It's as simple as that. And 
Yeah, it was, it's wild. I feel bad for Paulina. I understand why she didn't want to get into the car with him. Him being like, you're just drunk. You're just drunk. And it's like, what no. What a gaslighter. No. I've been in a situation like that before. Uh-huh. Me too. And it's so frustrating to be like, no, I am not. I've drank just the same amount as you. You are also drunk. And what you're just not taking responsibility for what you are doing in this moment. Yes. And that is what is so frustrating. And it's like, it's not about the drinking. It's not about anything. It's you trying to make me look dumb and make me feel like I'm an idiot. But when in reality, you have a sex addiction and you have you have you have an impossible compulsion to not commit to someone yes. that you claim to love this is a you problem well we are really good we out. are activated we mike, are- <laughs> mike reminds us of some people from our past it sounds we're like. both like ah we I gotta just, get it I, out i just felt so bad for her like he won't fucking change his phone number like it, I, I, really you might as well since you are He's getting like, hacked. I have phone numbers from 10 years ago. Who the hell cares? I was actually looking through my contacts today because I added two new contacts to it. Our friends from Not Save Your Boyfriend finally got their numbers <laughs> and I'm like so excited to text them. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know who half these people are. And I was like, I really need to go through my contacts and delete everyone because at 10 years ago contacts, I sorry, loved knowing you then, don't know you now. I, th- I mean, I think that coming out of this pandemic, like, Anything that happened before the pandemic to me doesn't really exist. Like I feel like every, I have to re-meet everyone. Everyone's a completely different person to me. Yeah. So I mean, the only person I know is you truly. (laughs) So like what Mike, it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter if you really love Paulina and you really care about your relationship and you want to be honest Get rid of it. I also don't trust the apartment. I don't trust. I know that they want to be separate and separated and like kind of having their own space, but I do not trust Mike in that apartment. He even said, oh, bro, if I was single, I should be single in this apartment. Like what? Which means he wants to be single in the apartment. Okay. Let's talk about MJ and Reza really quick. Reza still has not seen Shams. She hasn't seen MJ's baby. Who, by the way, is adorable. Both him and Elijah are gorgeous little babies. Gorgeous. Elijah also... Look like Mike. You said that. I don't. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying it's just interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll keep that. <laughs> but I liked when they went to go get drinks and they both were just silent. And then they were like, okay, let's just hash it out. Like, what's the issue? And it's nice to see them kind of realize that their friendship has been so strong and so important for so long that uh-huh. it's weird for them to both be like, well, we're just going to not do anything. Like, we're just not going to, like, try to mend this bridge. I'm glad that they're going to Palm Springs to reconnect. But at the same time, I feel like it's going to be a little bit hard because Tommy is so against it. I was dying at Tommy going, who, Destiny, the count from Sesame Street? Let me count how many times you lie. <laughs> One, two, three, four thousand times you lie. Like, it was so good. Like, I, it was pretty great. I was crying at that because Tommy is hilarious. And his- I know you hate him, but he is such good TV. I mean, that was amazing. I, I would not trade that moment for anything. I just think it's hilarious that he thinks that he's managing his anger. He's not. He's Clearly literally, he's not. Literally the, the timer for his gratitude moments kills me. I'm just so excited for this season. I think everyone came out guns blazing. Nima, we'll have to see what his deal is. He needs to calm down with the facial stuff, whatever he's doing to his cheekbones. Cool it, dude. You, you're, you look fine. You're good. You're, you're good. good to go. And uh, Destiny, I think she's going to be great this season too. She looks good. Yeah, I can't wait to keep watching. I'm loving Shaw's. All right, so should we move to Married to Medicine? Yeah. It was, again, like I said at the beginning, it was more of an interesting episode than weeks past. Still not a lot happened. I don't, I really don't think I need Anila 
on the show. I I felt kind of bad when she was like, oh, yeah, my daughter wants to be a blogger now. And her dad was like, I want I thought you wanted to be a doctor like me, like daddy. And she's like, no, I want to be a blogger like mommy. Like that's this is what's wrong with kids. Like kids want to grow up to be bloggers and influencers and TikTok stars now. And they don't want to be. I mean, as I was like, I wanted to be Ryan Seacrest when I grew up. So like, I really can't talk. Fair. But I went to school for journalism. <laughs> yeah, I and Neela. OK, I. I don't know. I mean, I'm again. I'm 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 on a break from social media still. still Clearly, I'm you not say the, that you say that with such disdain. Clearly, like, I'm not the biggest fan. But and listeners, you can you know uh, enlighten me. But four hundred dollars for a fucking post. Like I get if you're a fucking Kardashian and you're charging a couple of like you're like you're charging thousands for a post because you have millions of people following you. I I mean, we can look it up now. I doubt Anila has that many followers. Like I just it's four hundred dollars. I I just thought four hundred dollars for a post and two hundred for a story for that girl for Lisa Nicole's boss collection was absurdly overpriced. Okay, so she has like fifty seven thousand followers. So that's she's not- nothing. I have friends that have just as much, if not more, and they're not charging anyone for that fucking shit. I mean, you know me. I would be charging a pretty penny if I had over fifty k. But that that's absurd. Well, not four hundred dollars, but I would be like, yeah, it's a hundred dollars. I I know she's got money issues and I know that she is and we know that because everyone is talking about how she hasn't paid them but that's absurd to me. Yeah, I mean $400 for a post for 57,000 followers does not seem like does not compute. Does not seem right. Maybe I could see it being like maybe like 200 for a post for a brand. And What brand? What brand? The Lisa Nicola collection. The, yeah, the, the Anila brand. Like, what are we talking about? I I, I just thought that it was all absurd. Again, I guess, Carrie, I guess Lisa, we don't know what's Anila, up. We can just see them out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, they really seem to be pushing Lisa Nicole back onto and us. And Carrie. And Carrie. But it's like, I could care less about both of them. I just want Quad back. I just I, want Quad back. I want Mariah back. I want Mariah. I mean, they were, they made, I realized the show is so boring this season is because they're not in it. But I think, honestly, I think they realized that halfway through filming and that's why Quad has been in so many of these later episodes. And she has confessionals. And she has confessionals. I think they were like, ooh, we don't have a show without Mariah slash Quad. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. I mean, like the most drama that I mean, Dr. Simone has is that her son wants to stay home and not Which, leave. like, oh my God. I mean, I'm not worried. Dr. Simone's got it fucking handled. But just the look on her face when she was like, no, you will not live her to your 35. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, and he'll, he'll, I mean. He'll grow out of it. I mean, we all did that. Like, I've, I was, what, 20 something in college and like spending like $200 on stupid stuff. I was, I was online shopping at Zoomies. Right. But like, he promised to take the year off but responsibly so with the intention of going yeah. back to school you know if i were if I, were, I would be doing exactly what dr simone is doing i would be i would be on him a little bit to make sure that he stays on track yeah and i think he will i think he's a smart kid i think he's just trying to find his way as we all are he's 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 fine he had he struggled in school give Again, him a second i love him i love the boys dr simone's kids are wonderful but i i just thought that was funny i also 
I really am starting to feel bad for Contessa. I feel like I've been hard on her. Why? Because her hairline, she's getting the PRP. Okay. You know <laughs> what? She, that made me sad because I think that's completely stress related. I yeah. know that she said it was genetic or whatever. I think it's probably exacerbated by the amount of stress that she's under and that she's been under for the past couple years. And I think I've been a little hard on her, mostly because I think I'm, I'm, I, I like, I feel like I have to defend Toya. But since that stuff is sort of water under the bridge at this point, I really feel bad for her. I think Scott is being really obtuse. And I understand if she wants to keep the marriage going for the sake of their children. But at the same time, if he's not going to meet you halfway, girl, you, you need to call it. Yeah, I think he's immovable. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like he's a hard partner to have because he doesn't seem like he does. What is it called? Compromise. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I am not a compromiser. What's it called? Um, you know, mutual. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't compromise enough. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Well, he doesn't compromise. Oh. It doesn't seem like he does. He no. wants it his way or the highway. <laughs> and that doesn't work in a relationship. I've got to search for the right word. <laughs> What's the word? What's the word? Hmm. What do they call it? Concessions. <laughs> up where they walk, up where they run. Oh my. <laughs> I'm doing some Little Mermaid. Off the rails. Off the rails. Speaking of off the rails, Quad's game night went off the rails. First of all, I love a good game night, and I loved how fun she made it with the twerk-off contest, the dance thing. Soul Train versus American Bandstand. That killed me. That line was hilarious. Now, where are you? I know where I'm at, but where are you on the Toya versus Quad slash Heavenly slash Adila business? Like, what's what, what are you? What's your deal? I feel like Toya is on one. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? I feel like she's out for blood no matter who is gonna, she's going to take it from. <sighs> and I love Toya. I love Toya. I don't know why, but I'm seeing, I see where she's coming from. Cause here's the deal. Everyone's right. It's like, I think I've said this before, but everyone's right. And everyone's wrong. I think I said this about Jersey, but I'm now I'm talking about Mary to med. Should Toya have gone on Instagram live and drunkenly said anything shady about quad? No, no. I don't think she was talking about her. I don't think she was digging at her, her house. I think she legitimately thought it was an apartment, but was just saying like quad just holds up in wherever she lives and it doesn't deal with her shit is what yeah. I think she was trying to say. Regardless, should Toya have said anything shady about quad? No. Should Heavenly have taken that to Quad to start shit? No. no. Should Quad have taken the bait instead of going directly to Toya and talk it out with her? No. So I feel like Quad and Heavenly took it to the next level. Yeah. And Toya isn't having it. And yes, I do think Toya has been in this. I think COVID, I think being in quarantine, being at home and dealing with the stress of kids and the pandemic and all yeah. that stuff I think and having worked so hard to get where she and Toya and her husband they've worked so hard to get where they're at I I, I can see why she might be emotionally reactive and be at whatever and she's also got that Contessa drama yeah so if I'm the girl who's getting hit at every side and then Anila which I really don't think there's an issue there I think Anila is self-conscious because People are talking, everyone's talking about her and about the fact that she's not paying the people who help her get her life together. Which is her own issue. Which is her own fault. I think Toya's getting hit at all sides. And so she's like like an animal in a cage. She's just going to fucking Okay, so maybe I see that a little bit more. Maybe I was wrong for thinking that she's the one out for blood, but she's the one under attack. It's the stress that's causing her to pop off so easily on all these people. Yeah, and 
this whole fight that ha- like I love the Contessa of all people was like, this is a bullshit fight that shouldn't be happening because, and I'm glad Simone stuck up for Toya at the end of the episode, because I just felt like had heavenly shut the fuck up and not said anything. The outcome would have been so much better. Toya would have been like, listen, I wasn't talking about your apartment. I clearly see that it's not now. I was talking about, I was tipsy and I shouldn't have mouthed off at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just emotional because of what's going on this year. Plus I'm getting hit at all sides. I feel like she and quad would have, cause quad is coming. Like quad is usually the one that gets reactive and pops yes. off and quad is coming very cool, calm and collected. She's, lately. She seems like a different person. Heavenly is worse. Is worse than ever. <laughs> Truly. So if heavenly had not said a word, I think it would have gone off better. I, I think so too. I think you're right. I think, and they were even calling heavenly out on it. They're like, you're the one who started this. You're the one who did this. And she just, she goes, no, I didn't. She, no, I didn't. She can never take responsibility for the drama that she causes on her own. But at the end of the day, I think this will all be worked out at the reunion. I'm hoping it does. I'm sure it will. One or two more episodes. I think we have two. Two. Cause I feel like next episode is going to be what it's, it looks like, uh, Scott thought the party was going to be a swingers party. It looks like the contestant Scott drama is going to come to a head in front of everyone. Mm hmm. In front of Toya and Simone and their husbands. Yeah, which I'm not looking forward to. Mm-mm. But it will be good TV. Yeah. Sorry well, I went off on that whole Toya tangent. I'm just like... No, I'm glad you did because you helped me see it in a different way because I think I was just like, Toya, come on, Toya. Like, come on, Toya. But now and I see... I, I, but I, and I also agree. Like, Toya, like, don't show up to the party with your own cocktail and bring Carrie who's not invited. Like, Yeah, and ignore half the people. Yeah, you're just setting yourself to getting reamed by the women yeah don't do that to yourself don't well let's talk about some people who did come correct to every event that they were at this week and that was the roni ladies i was living for roni this week yes sonia got way too drunk but at the same time it's it's dark moments like these that i love i know i hate to say it too but i just again you I love this franchise because when nothing eventful quote unquote is happening, they still just bring the fucking insanity. And uh, I guess I want to start off by saying that Ebony is fabulous. She fits so seamlessly into this group. Like she's been on the show for years. She knows how to handle Ramona. She knows how to handle situations. She's funny. She jumps into every conversation. It's great. It's great to see someone who gets it and knows the assignment and comes in and does it correctly. And I really appreciate her coming, you know, when she came to Ramona and said, listen, I didn't appreciate the help comment. I know that you probably didn't intend it, but let me give you some history on why it's inappropriate and why it hurts me specifically. And Ramona, like for Ramona. For Ramona Singer, not for anyone else, normal people standards, but for Ramona Singer, I think that she was pretty receptive of that and said, oh, I understand. I don't want to hurt you. I need to use my words better. I was shocked at I how was cool shocked, she was. Because usually Ramona gets super defensive, yes. which she did in like five minutes later. But she usually gets defensive and kind of brushes it off and ignores what's being thrown at her. And she did this time. And I think I think Ebony's right. You got to treat people with like Ramona with, you got to uh, approach them differently. Yeah. Venom and vitriol is not going to work with them. It's just going to make it worse and they're not going to learn anything. Yes. And I love Ebony comes from a place of like, no, I'm here to educate, educate. You. and I'm here to give you some grace. I'm here to like, I, we're all, we're all, we all want to get along here. 
I don't want to start a war. She's probably went through way worse at Fox News, so she probably knows how to. Uh, oh my god, Ramona is nothing compared roads. to the fucking morons like Megan Kelly and Tucker Carlson and all those yahoos. Like I'm sure. I'm sure Ebony has had her fair share of instances like this in the past, and she knows how to speak on them and speak to people about them. So yeah. we love Ebony. How did you feel about Ramona and Tarzan, <laughs> a.k.a. Leah, in her animal print, and their fight about the plasma? I get where Leah is coming from being like, if you didn't donate the plasma, don't lie and say you donated plasma because that's so fake and it's just trying to save your own ass for being such a party COVID partier and denier during this whole pandemic. But at the same time, I'm like, does it matter that much? And on both of their sides for Ramona to get so defensive and for Leah to just keep hammering and trying to get her to like fall on her face and tell the truth and be like, yes, I lied, which we know Ramona will never do. No. And like, that's the thing is like Leah, I couldn't tell if Ramona was just shutting down because she was pissed off that Leah was like calling her out for lying because all Ramona kept saying was, well, you, what did I say in my statement? What I said in my statement is what is she like? I, 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 yeah, it's like, I had already told the press. Cause I'm statement. also, I'm like Luann. I'm totally inclined to believe Leah and believe that Ramona's fucking lying. Cause like Ramona would totally lie about something hundred oh, like percent. But the way that Ramona reacted was like, why are you insinuating that I'm lying? You know what I said in my statement. What did I say in my statement? Well, that's what happened. I also could see for I also could see how Ramona didn't want to give Leah the satisfaction of having to explain herself. But at the same time, I I don't think I don't think Ramona. No, I mean again in my heart, I don't think she did. I I don't know why I'm trying to defend her. And I think that I think that <laughs> Leah, when she was like, well, you had to, you know, you have to go get your platelets tested. They have to do the blood, then they have to flush the blood back in. Like, did you get all that done? And Ramona was like, I got is that tested. True? I don't know, but I feel like it is. I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't know. Cause that's the thing is like, it was saying all the shit. And I was like, are we talking, are we all talking about the same thing? Because also Ramona's an idiot. Love yeah. you. Love you Ramona, but you are. Maybe Ramona did think that she did donate her plasma. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe she thought by that, by getting her blood drawn, she donated her plasma. Well, because most people like when I ever got, co- well, I got COVID tested many, many times throughout the pandemic and I did the nasal swab like everybody else. So if I'm Ramona, maybe I'm a dummy and I think that they're taking my blood to test it. You know, cause I, maybe she was, maybe she thought that by getting, taking her blood taken, maybe she thought, Oh, they kept my blood and they tested it for, for plasma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't think you need, it's, I don't think it's a couple of day thing. I'm trying to look here and see, but I, I think that Ramona might have actually donated plasma. So yeah, I just I, I I it was one of those things where I was like, A, this this fight is dumb. B, this will all get cleared up in the reunion. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's one of those fights that will get cleared up in the reunion. I agreed with Ebony that I'm like, Leah, we get it, but like what you're doing, your tactic isn't working. No. You were looking like an asshole at this point. And now Ramona is having diarrhea. Like no one wins here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The diarrhea when she was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean like your IBS. I, and oh. oh my goodness. I could not with that. When Luann comes in to find her, she's like, I have diarrhea. Like leave me alone. I was dying. It was so classic. Now, I'm going to throw it back to you. Oh gosh. With the Luann stuff. What about Luann? I mean, her Jill Zarin mask she was wearing. Oh, that was amazing. Which I think it was. I'm almost positive. Now, I felt conflicted about, I understood where Leah was coming from when she was like, Hey, I think that you and the Fosé and the wine glass, I don't okay. know if it's helping you or hurting okay. you. 
But I also felt for Luann because it's like, you, you, are you the person, Leah, that should be talking to her about this? Like, I don't know. I felt very conflicted about the whole thing. I felt very bad for Luann. She's clearly struggling. What, what were your, what, what was your take? I think, I think Leah's right. I think Leah's right. I think Luann is kind of walking a very fine line. And, you know, I have never struggled with addiction in this way. I don't know the process of what it's like to go completely sober. I mean, I, I did go sober from alcohol for three months when I was 23 and I did like a three month where I didn't do anything. And it was tough. It was really hard because all of my friends were going out. There was work parties where I had to go to work parties mm-hmm. and you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to get like a Sprite or a soda or I'm going to get a Coke and I'm not going to drink. And I had to, you had to explain yourself over and over again. And people were like, why aren't you drinking? Like it felt very weird. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I wasn't drinking a frosé to kind of like fit in. Like I had or to taking be, the girls to the wine, to a winery. Take, I wasn't taking my friends to a winery. Like if my friends invited me to a bar, I would drive them to the bar to uh-huh. make sure that like, not only did I, you know, I didn't drink, but I had an extra reason not to drink. You know, I was the, I was the designated driver. I needed to get my friends home safe at the fair, end of the night. Fair. So I just feel like she's kind of, trying to still do her same life and just she her new vice is this fro fose or whatever i keep saying froze and it's foze it's foze and i think that she's she must be hawking this shit i think oh, she's, she's like, totally uh, selling she's it. like yeah she's like the because brand she brings it everywhere and she's like this foze but I, I, th- I think i agree with leah and i don't think it's the same thing about leah getting a mocktail that's literally grapefruit juice and seltzer water and Ramona getting the wine glass with the fose and it being like this whole thing. I feel like there, there's some kind of confusion there and it not confusion, but more so like she's just trying to, she's walking a very fine line is what I'm trying to say. I agree. I agree with that. And I'm, and I'm not afraid. I I'm like almost positive. She's going to drink this season. I think that's what this is leading up to. And I think, I don't think she's going to be drinking fose all season. No, I agree. Well, I mean, and also based off of her first watch, what happens live with the ladies at the top of the season where she seemed a little out of it. I, I, I also didn't even think she admitted to drinking on that. I could be wrong, but I thought she was like, she held up a glass, but that could have been fose. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I love that she's on hinge. Okay, that I killed I'm excited me. about Garth. Uh, I love the comment about her wearing Marley as a vest. I did not excited about Garth. I think I'm with Sonia. I'm like, Garth, Garth, Garth. All you talk about is oh, Garth. Oh, God. He, he answers on the first ring. Oh, my gosh. Never. I will never answer on the first ring for anyone. No, like two or three. I at least at least wait two. Now, I know that it's probably not appropriate for us to think that Sonia is funny. Because it's quite dark what's going on with her. However, I found her so fucking funny. Oh my this gosh. This episode. I know it's so dark and she's clearly drinking on some on some prescription, but like, oh my allegedly. god. Allegedly. We're saying she's drinking on some prescription. Okay, allegedly. No, come, okay, I, I guess it is alleged, but like, it's diuretics. Let's not fuck you. Let's not <laughs> pro- yes, I'm sure diuretics are part of the regiment. But let's not pretend. That she's not at this point on some sort of antidepressant, which mixed with alcohol is never a good idea. Because Sonia, it's not like so- Sonia's not eating. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if she wasn't eating and she was drinking on an empty stomach. She's all like, there's no way she's not on something because her she goes to a different place. She a truly blacks reality. out. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's definitely medicine. Not I'm not saying it's definitely medicine, but it it looks very like I've seen people who have been mixing of different 
you know, substances and they just kind of go to the dark side. And that feels very that, but it was, it was so funny from her just coming off the, the bus, going to the shops and wanting to be like Luann. She's like, Luann just looks so prettier than I do. No, and Garth. Like, no, Garth. no, Garth. She's like yelling at Ramona, be like, you're cutting me off and you can't even make it out of the bus. Then they get to the dinner. And after Garth picks up on the first call, which vomit, I'm so over Garth already. I can't even tell you. Oh, Really? Are you really that well, upset about it? Well, let's give him a shot. He seems like he, to me, okay, if, if I'm comparing. I think I just hate, I just do not look Luann with men. I just I, find it well, so annoying. Okay, if I'm comparing him to her past lovers, I like him. I mean, Jacques is still my favorite, but that ship sailed a long time ago. But Garth compared to Tom, compared to the Count, compared to, uh, what's his name? Um, The pirate? I'm getting No, um, well, yeah. And the Croy? Beerman? No, remember the guy, the blonde guy, the Croy. Uh, there, there's something special between Croy. Is it Croy? I can't remember. I can't believe if that. If <laughs> I don't know where Croy I'm thinking, came from. I'm thinking of Croy Beerman, Kim Zolciak's husband. No, but like who's younger than Kyle from Kyle Cook from Summer House, by the way. Wait, what? Yeah, I think Croy is like a year or two younger than Kyle Cook. Jesus Christ, which is insane to think about. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I just think out of all of the men she's been with, he's on the up. We have not met him yet. Well, then what are you doing over there getting all anti-Garth? I think I'm just anti-Luann. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I'll give you I that. find her so annoying. But and I know that's her character and Sonia, she's a good part of the show. I mean, God bless the gay William for taking her calls. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the homeless keep getting... I help the homeless from getting... Homeless, sir. Oh my god! And the the AIDS. Stuff. I've won millions for the AIDS and the LGBT. The I've raised millions for the LGBT. Who knew that line would come back? Who knew that she still had that in her arsenal? And honestly, like again, Ebony, way to hold it down. Take the phone from her. Yes. Talk to William. Make him feel welcome. Like thank him for his service. Inadvertently starting a fight between Wells Fargo and Chase. Whoa! And I I love, I love that. that. If I were to insult a Chase bank. I'm insulting Sonia's lineage. Well, yeah. So what happens with this fight? <laughs> Basically, uh, Ramona says that he's in charge or he's like part of the team for diversity at JP Morgan Chase, obviously, because her family name, it's JP Morgan. And so Ebony takes it and she's like, I want to let you know that I'm getting my loan through Chase because of what they've been doing for they the donated wealth gap to, yeah. and it's, you know, you're helping, you know, my people like, you know, with income inequality and all these things. And Ramona has to chime in and be like, well, Wells Fargo is better. Wells Fargo's interest rates are better. Wells Fargo is better. And it's like, and he's like, I understand, but even though their rates are better, Chase is making a difference and is taking a stand and is helping my people. Hey, what to are you do doing, better. Ramona? We're trying to keep Sonia from jumping off the fucking ledge. Exactly. And then Ramona comes in. She's like, you don't bank at Chase. That is my family bank. Like, and goes off. Oh, we're going to see. Believable. We're going to see more. Clearly, this fight blows up into something, and Ramona goes full crazy about this. But wow. This is my favorite franchise. I'm going to keep saying it until everyone's ears bleed. I just love these women. I love the, the situations they bring. Now, one more thing before we move on to Jersey. How do you feel about the Heather McMahon of it all? Not Heather McMahon. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so you sorry. Mean, you mean that Heather and Sonia met in real quick. quick. I, God knows, y'all. I love a Heather. Heather Thompson. Heather Gay. Heather Dubrow. Heather McMahon is an incredible comedian out of Atlanta who 
if I were still on social media, the only person I'd be following would be her because she's an incredible uh, Instagram uh, comedian and writer and actor. And I just, it was a Freudian slip because I just listened to her podcast today and I love her. Anyway, rewind. Heather Thompson. Oh. How do you feel about all that? I am so mad about it. I feel like they are setting her up okay, good. for okay, an good. attack. Good. I love Heather. Okay, good. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. What's up, mama? Okay, good. Because I, I, yes. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I think Leah has, I think she's threatened by her, maybe, because if you think about it, Heather and Leah are very similar because they're both kind of like... Just being being badass women in the in fashion, fashion industry, entrepreneurial yeah. business but industry. But specifically street fashion. Yeah. I think that there's a little bit of threat there. Like, sure. Did I'm sure I'm sure Heather said some stuff about the women. Yes. Was any of the stuff that she said incorrect? No. Probably not. No. As 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 uncouth, maybe, as or inappropriate as her comments may have been. Like, I just think that it's a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black. Like, Leah, let's not do a deep dive on your Instagram or your tweets, or I'm sure we could find shit. She had stuff come out before the show even started. About that were bad. all of them, about, yeah. Ramona, about Sonia, about Luann. Like, let's not go through the Rolodex of things that you've said. Again, I wouldn't care, but you seem to be really like hot to come after Heather for all this shit. I don't like that. They're setting her up, but I'm not worried about Heather holding her own. I'm excited for her to kind of maybe defend herself. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that she doesn't make an ass for herself. I hope that she holds her ground and is able to diffuse. But did Luann do like some party drugs when they were like hooking up with the pirate in the one trip? Maybe so. Yes. I mean, that was years ago. And like, is like Sonia a fucking wreck? Yes. Like, I just don't think anything that she said is anything that we haven't heard already from the other women on the show. And it's nothing that they haven't talked about in the confessionals, I feel like. Exactly. It just Leah, feels you've very... said your own shit, too. Let's not pretend that you're like a fucking perfect... Again, I love Leah. But let's not pretend that you haven't talked shit, too. You all it, talk shit. You're all housewives. It's making me really upset. It's making me really annoyed. And I really hope... I mean, we're going to... It's Heather's just walking into a trap. I feel bad. I know. Me, too. And I love Heather. I love Heather, too. Holla. Bye. Okay. Let's get into Ronj. Let's end it out. I think this is only going to be a two-part reunion. Which I'm kind of bummed. Because this is what the reunion is supposed to be. I feel like... I thought, first of all, I thought the set was insane. I just have to... Before we get into the nitty-gritty, I thought it looked crazy. The Jersey Shore. How much money did they spend on that? I don't know. It looked like Paradise Pier at Disneyland's California Adventure. You literally took the words right out of me. And I was like, the Midway Games. Where's where's California screaming? I gotta know. Where you know there's a Manhattan Manhattan Beach booth. Oh yeah, I I thought that was so cool that like we you were like we made it we made it we got a shout out we made it um I just this is what reunions are supposed to be like I personally feel like Dallas bored me to tears Atlanta bored me to tears. The only one that I liked was Potomac. That's the last reunion I remember being like, oh my God, this reunion is fucking great. Yeah. So I'm glad that we're just back to firing off at all cylinders on the reunions. I thought it was, it was great. No, I thought it was really good. I mean, it started off with them talking about Melania and saying, waking up in the morning, thinking about the minute things. Just with things would get better. And she was like, yeah, Will Smith started it. It was like a thing, a sound thing for Instagram. We're like, no, it was TikTok. And it was not Will Smith who started it. But I mean, giving credit where credit's due. I mean, Cardi B did 
help boost that up. I loved that they were like, it's nice that it was something so sad and now it could be something that they look back and it's so beautiful. And it's like, come on. Do we think Melania got any money? No, you don't get any money from TikTok. You don't get money from anything. This is just, it got her attention. That's what it got her. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe it got her money through getting Instagram followers and making $400 on a post. (laughs) Probably more than that. But I thought, Teresa, just starting off on the wrong foot from the beginning, being like, would you be proud to, uh, would you post that you're married to a plumber? It's like, come on, shut your fucking mouth. Like, and if I were Marge, I'd have been like, yeah, better than being married to a fucking criminal. Oh yeah. You would have gone full on against. Oh, Teresa. I'm like Jackie. It's like, I'm ready to, f- I'm don't, I do not fuck with me. You are I'm so re- Jackie. I'm ready to go. Like I have a Rolodex full of hate in my brain. I'm ready to fucking ruin you. Don't do that. Don't do it. I do not have the hate in my brain. I'm a pure soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. I am. I'm, I, mediums always tell me they can feel the purity of my heart. I'm just a shining light. Oh my God. I didn't know Marge had a natural born son. No, it, that weirded me out though. Keep calling him natural born. Versus, <laughs> like, it put like a weird negative onus on her stepchildren. I don't know. It was all very Every weird. time I hear natural born, I think of like firstborn and I think of like the Prince of Egypt where they have to put like the goat's blood against the, on the, on <laughs> oh God, the frame of your door. I'm really pulling out the references today. Truly. Y'all. I'm impressed. And I, I, again, I really like Jennifer, especially after this season. I really like her. Even after this first reunion part one, I like her. But she, she's like Teresa in that they, they get me back on their side and then they fuck it all up with a, all the stupid shit they say at the reunion. Well, that's the thing is like, first we had Teresa, I mean, Teresa and Jackie get into a fight later, which we'll talk about. But Jennifer, the way that she talks to Marge about what's going on with their former Me Too situation with her boss and almost like the slut shaming that goes along with it. It's so upsetting because it's like Marge was put in two very difficult situations. Yeah, she ended up being boyfriend. Like the one of the bosses became her boyfriend, which seems like a weird situation anyways. And the second or the second one was not a great situation. She's come out and said how hard it was for her and how she was taken advantage by a person in power. And for Jennifer to kind of use that as a way to attack her makes me feel so sick. And I'm like, Jennifer, stop doing this because it's really not making you look good. No matter what Marge said about your drinking, this is so much worse. And also what Jennifer doesn't seem to understand still is that Marge hasn't come after Bill. She thinks Bill's great. She comes after the way that you talk about your affluence yes and the way that you talk about your wealth and all of your privilege Mm -hmm. that is what she has a problem with and she made the concubine comment because you were being a fucking bitch yes it wasn't like the best thing to say but it's like you can't expect her not to retaliate when you try to make her look like a fool when you make her seem like she's a slut yeah it's it's like you yeah you can't just say something to someone then expect everything to just Go away. And you know what I mean? Jen seems so ready to come after Melissa too. No, Jen is after everyone. And Jen and Melissa, they had this whole Instagram fight that we saw too. Oh, yeah. Um, which was crazy. Yes. And Melissa was right. Like, Melissa hasn't said a fucking thing about Jennifer at all. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like Jennifer's going for the right hand of Teresa. I think Melissa's also right in that sense. I think she's trying to... And I think Jennifer really is becoming the star of the show because I think Teresa's star will fade eventually. 
And I think it kind of already is. I think it already is. And I think Jennifer's kind of, she's like, it's me or Marge. And I, I want to take that throne. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, you know, as much as Jen really upset me this reunion, I also felt bad for her when I do think that Jen could share more about herself and less about, you know, a lot of Jen's story is related to her family and not even how her family relates back to her. It's more about her family stories. Yeah. I get that argument. At the same time, it's like Jen, I felt was put in a very rough position this season between her two parents. Yeah. And trying to keep them together and trying to keep everybody happy. I thought, I thought that they could have cut her a little bit of slack there, but I think with Jen, but when Jen's being such an asshole, no, you're not going to get any sympathy. No. From the women. No. Ugh. I also love that they brought out Joe within the first 20 minutes of the episode I mean, to talk duh. about, I mean, to talk about the Joe Judice stuff. And at the end of the day, like, I think, I I think I say with Joe and Melissa, like at the same time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Joe, G, Joe Judice. I'm just going to call him Judice and Gorga. I think that, you know, Joe Judice really, really screwed up with this family and the way that he has treated his wife, the way that he kind of ruined the relationship with their mother and father at the end days. And the fact that Teresa couldn't see her own mother when she was on her deathbed. I think Joe and Melissa have a right to say something about that and to call it out and kind of try to tell Teresa, we are your family. He's not your family. He kind of screwed up a lot of things for your family and screwed up your life. And you need to, he needs to take a responsibility for that. And it really bums me out when I see Melania, you know, saying that Joe Gorga like needs to not talk about it or needs to, you know, stay out of it or not, you know, disrespect the family. And it's like your father disrespected your family in more ways than we can possibly count. And Joe's only Gorga is only responding to what your dad has said about him. Yes. It would be unfair for you to expect Gorga to sit there and not say anything. It's just not fair. I'm excited for next week. I'm kind of want it to be a three parter, but if they can cram it all into to a, like an extended two parter. Great. Do I don't think that Marge started the rumor. No, I think Jennifer is, is reaching. And I think Teresa, again, I think you got Teresa Dolores and Jennifer. I even forgot Dolores was there. Yeah. You have them right there. And then you have Melissa and Margaret and Jackie on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think that you have two teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Jen and Teresa are just trying to align and are trying to take the heat off of them because they were kind of the, the, the idiots of the season. The villains, the vi- village idiots, villain idiots, villiots. We'll figure it out. Oh, Jesus. We'll workshop I had it. a great week. I thought the episodes were great. And I'm excited about this new phase we're about to walk into. Yeah, I like this new phase of Bravo. Jersey's about to phase out. Family Karma's coming in. Mm. Maybe we're getting into Below Deck Ceiling Out. Like, the possibilities are endless. Oh, my gosh. But I cannot get over America. Like, I'm going to do the thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I, ca- I cannot. I'm, I'm sorry. Below Deck Ceiling Out really kind of struck a nerve that I enjoyed, but also terrified me. Do you want to close it out today, Matthew? I'm going to try. Okay. I'm just giving you the so shot. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Oh my gosh. Who and, is this? And uh, make sure that you follow us on social media uh, at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D, Hot and Bravoed. And make sure you guys listen to our Bravo Buddies episode that was released yesterday with Moni from Mixing with Moni. It's fantastic. You guys will enjoy it so much. It's so much fun. And send us your comments. Tell us who you want us to bring on to Bravo Buddies. We uh, have a list of ourselves, but we'd love to hear from you. We want to know who you want us to mix it up with. Oh, that's kind of silly for mixing with yeah, Moni. We'll Sorry, that. but Jesus Christ. Well, you. <laughs> 
We're not going to cut it, but who you want us to collab with and become a Bravo buddy. So we will see y'all next time. Have a good week.